What's up, race fans, and welcome to another episode of the Pacino Report. This is the podcast where we just get straight past the hype for you, the MotoGP fan, get straight into the deep old brain pan of Mr. MotoGP himself, Manuel Pacino, to get the real news, not gossip. We don't deal in rumors, just what's going on in and around the MotoGP paddock. So here we are. It's season 2021. It's episode 24. It's the, what is it? It's the Gary McCoy episode, or it could be the Tatsuki Suzuki episode. I'll leave it for the boss to say somebody else, but I think it's the Gary McCoy episode. Good old Aussie racer, Mr. Squiggle, we used to call him, because he'd leave big black marks behind his bike as he uh, as he did big drifting burnouts out of corners. Fantastic. Tiny guy, very powerful bike. So here we are. I've been away for a couple of weeks. I, uh, I saw the episode last week, and uh, Andrew did a fantastic job in my, uh, in my absence. Sorry, everybody. I was crook, but I'm back on deck now. So here we go. Uh, hasn't been a race this week, but we are going to talk about some some news that's been happening in and around the paddock and some and some events, and then have a look forward through to to, uh, to next week. But before I go and do that, it's a very quick uh, hello to my co-host and last week's permanent host, Andra. How you doing? Do you know what, Stu? I'm, yeah, it was very quiet and we missed you dearly um, <laughs> last week. And yeah, it was very, very, very nice to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I can talk underwater. It's kind of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I did get the opportunity to speak a lot more because it was just Manuel and I. So I might have to butt in a bit more nowadays I and think not, you might stop to. being so patient. Yes, don't be so polite. Jeez, it's only Tony me. Come on, indeed. And the man himself, Manuel, how are you doing, mate? It's, it's, it's been a couple of weeks. Good to see your face again. Thank you. Thank you. And as, as Andra said, I am happy to have you back on board. Thanks, we really Andra. miss you because sometimes you must be, uh, you can be kind of giving headache, you know, but yeah. at the end, at the end, we, we miss you. You, you ah. miss you a lot too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode Welcome 24. Back. Who's, who's 24, your, who's 24. your pick? Yeah, you, you said Gary McCoy. I remember perfectly because I was there. Yeah. Because I was there since it was black and white. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I remember Gary McCoy on that Yamaha with the yeah. Red Bull colors. Remember? Yes, yes. Red Bull colors, two strokes. Right. And exactly. Yep. He, was, uh, he was the one who started to slide That's like right. crazy. Exactly. Because he was using that Dunlop tires, remember? Yeah. That gave him, in some circuits, that gave him some advantage. And I remember, if I'm not wrong, he won two races. One of them he did, yeah. in Valencia, I think. Yeah, but so, yeah. the number 24, I am very sorry. It's a number that is much more linked to Mr. Tony Elias. Of course, of course it is. <laughs> Tony Elias for an to know he was know the that first name. i know that name he, he was the first moto 2 world champion yep he was the one guilty for valentino rossi losing the championship mm-hmm. in 2006 yeah did everyone because, hate him did everyone hate him yeah valentino <laughs> yeah. valentino lost i think by one point and that point was taken uh, in estoril uh, mm-hmm. by tony elias And then Elias retired after a long career. And suddenly he appeared in Moto America, in the new American uh, series, US series. And he, I think he made it twice to get- He won the whole thing twice. Yeah, yeah, super world uh, champion. And then now comes the gossip. Then he met there the Californian girl. Right. And he was supposed to return and he's still there. (laughs) 
Now he has a family with children. He got the green and, card. You know, yeah, exactly. That's super so, cool. He went really? there just for racing, and you know what happened. It's like me when I went to Brazil. Yeah, he never left. He got the whole just deal. for two years. Just for two years, and I stayed there eight years. Oh, More or less God. the same story. Oh, fantastic! Indeed, yeah, Tony Elias. What a what an absolute legend, uh, indeed. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, very good. Yep. So yeah, look, everybody. Today we're going to have a bit of a chat. So there has unfortunately been some uh, some bad news again this week. So. We don't really like to touch on it that much, but unfortunately this week, Dean Berta Vinales, the, uh, the cousin of, of Maverick, uh, did unfortunately pass away at a Supersport 300, a World Superbike support race in Spain. Um, horrible, horrible news, and it's never something that, um, that we like to dwell on. Um, but we did want to sit and have a bit of a talk this week about the increasing incidents of incidents, if you will, um, and I know it's something that, that Manuel does have uh, some strong opinions on. So first of all, Manuel, I'll, um, I'll, I'll throw to you and just quickly some, some words about Dean Berta Vinales. Um, what, 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 what's he like as a, as a rider? Did you know him? And um, what Look, are you uh, uh, Stu, the first thing I think it's, it's a must is to, to be with the family and, uh, and the friends in this. Uh, yep. I, 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 I Difficult. What is difficult? Difficult is much too simple word, you know, in this uh, absolute devastating times. Exactly. And just talking, I get goosebumps with this story. And I didn't know him. He's very young. I know that uh, Maverick Vinales just put together a team this year, mm -hmm. this year. And his father was in charge of that team mm -hmm. just uh, to push up his cousin you know to help them yep. the same way he helps uh, another cousin he has to raise world superbike so maverick helps the whole family and now this incident happens but it's it's him it some uh, weeks ago it was an aragon a 13 year old kid yeah. before that we saw dupasquier happening look uh, accidents in the world championship have always happened okay remember well but there was a long period between one and another long yeah, periods you know exactly uh, i remember the name well a venezuelan rider died in germany in a race also in 250 and then eight or nine years passed since mm. wakai had an accident in jerez as well but now it's happening too often yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, multiple and it, times per year. Yeah, and it's it's a must. It's no sense just to say, okay, we we do one minute of silence and then we throw ourselves in the hands of the providence. This cannot happen. This is not the way to do things, you know. Okay. And what we don't pretend to do polemics here, but what we pretend in our modesty is um, to give our ideas, you know, to just to, to go through this topic and give our opinions, not hysterical opinions, not Taliban opinions, because people have appeared that won't just stop uh, racing or whatever things, you know, this has to be approached in a mature way. And yeah. I understand the people who do it in a, you know, very stomach way. I understand, but it's not the way. So I think that um, 
something has to be done, but things have to be done in a very calm way. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Look, because I, I, I give you an example. You know, in the past, the, the, the zone immediately of the tarmac, mm-hmm. there were artificial um, grass. grass. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Remember, this artificial grass was what made um, the guy, the Japanese guy who, who passed in Misano. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Tomizawa. Yes, yes, Tomizawa. Okay, yeah. look, what happened with Tomizawa was the following. He went off track, he touched the grass, and immediately mm-hmm. yeah. the bike turn around very, you know, made a very aggressive move mm-hmm. because that grass was very slippery. And what happened? Yeah. He went back on, on the asphalt. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then he was hit by another rider. Okay. This, what, this was something that brought that this uh, artificial grass was taken off from all circuits. Exactly. Caused a change. Yeah. Caused a change. And now we can see uh, uh, these green zones that are basically Mm -hmm. escape zones, safer Mm -hmm. escape zones. But look what these zones brought. What happens now that the riders, especially the the riders who are not uh, experimented riders, Mm-hmm. They go over the limit. They they nibble they, a bit more and they nibble a bit more. Yeah, because they know that there will be no danger. Yeah, you know. Like so they for their integrity. It is. You know, but this is something that appeared when you did something to correct something, and suddenly another problem appeared. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So uh, things you have to do thing, and maybe you do something that uh, make other problems come come out. Yeah, but hence these these three second penalties that we see on last yeah. laps, where people, yeah, you know, the 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 is constantly having to catch up all the time. Well, I did a yeah, bit of research. So- um, I can't believe I'm going to talk about this, but I was looking at, I was reading about Ayrton Senna because I know he was very a big yeah. advocate for safety and that kind of thing. And I was just going through, and my question, I guess, is being that a lot of the tracks are the same, this obviously affected MotoGP as well as F1, but the things that they did, again, and it was about the runoffs and having the gravel instead of the fake grass, mm-hmm. um, the marshals reacting a bit quicker um, and aggressive driving being punished a lot harder to stop people, I guess, being risky in the way they're doing that, which it appears mm. that that's made a difference for F1. Yeah, for, for F1, it, it really has, you know, Senna and, and before him, Lauda and, you know, before him, Jackie Stewart, they were key. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they were key people around which there were significant rule changes. Um, you know, Lauda got the uh, Nürburgring shut down because it just wasn't suitable as a racetrack anymore, amongst other, you know, um, safety measures, Armco, all that sort of stuff. Um and and yeah, when 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 F one big because of the size of F one, it really has the influence to make these track changes. And when those track changes are made, it affects the other classes as well. Mm. But we've seen with Spielberg the the changes that they've made in the way they've laid the track out there suitable for F one. But we're always saying about is it suitable for MotoGP? So I think MotoGP as well with with a lot of the the areas of track that they're on, they're they're still suffering with 
not specifically having their own tracks. They're racing on the same tracks that cars race on as well. Yeah, but uh, look, um, accidents cannot be avoided because the sport is a sport where you are always on the limit. But look, uh, the example examples I put, I don't know what happened in Australia, but in Spain, many people who practice bicycle on the roads got mm -hmm. overrun no? yeah. by cars. Yeah. Yep. Because it's normal, you know. Mm. But here they have changed the rules, you know, and the the rules, I mean the really the traffic rules. So cars have to before overtaking do it. So there you there will be still bicycle riders overrun, but they are much less because the law has changed. Yeah. You know? It's in boxing. In boxing, now there are less. Uh, deaths because now the referees has given the right to stop the combat if he see that the mm -hmm. punishment is too high. In yep. the past, until a guy was destroyed, they didn't stop. Exactly, you know, yeah. so things have to be stopped. They think there is something that will continue to happen, but things have to be changed. Yeah, so and as you say, the 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 contradiction that, that I see very much is though, um, the people who are making the rule changes are also the same business that is looking to make money out of mm -hmm. the sport. So they need to also potentially switch their priority a little bit and and focus on the safety aspect as opposed to the spectacle. For a little while yeah look we th i think that we can't blame the organizer because the the safety has increased tons in the last mm -hmm. years okay but the one and this is like uh like politics the one who changed the rules is the federation it's like the parliament in a democracy you know mm -hmm. they have the the task to change the rules because the fim the federations are um, and identities, non-profit identities. They just have to take care of the sport, mm. have a clean sport, take care of the image of the sport. So it's their rule. Okay. Yeah. The federation is the maximum responsible or the last responsible of doing these changes mm. to basically put this changer on the paper, right? Yeah. Regarding the organizer, it's clear. Look, there is a, a balance. An organization is a company that makes money. But that organization obviously doesn't want this kind of publicity. Yeah, exactly. That's because who, who which sponsor would like to enter in a sport where you have exactly. these incidents? What and, kind of parent I, is going to put their kids into a feeder class where these kind of accidents might happen? Mm -hmm. that, that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Basically, the organizers, they, they, they are the first to want that uh, things, these kind of things don't happen. Mm. But at the same time, they are a business company that when something like this happens, they one minute silence and we go on. Try. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. You That's know, nice. so 
the, the organizer is not to be blamed and you have to see that he's the major part interest, having interest in these things, getting as small as possible. Then we have the riders. Yep. The third part of it. The riders, they are riders, you know. And obviously, Stu and Andre, in this situation, all the parts have to be heard. Mm-hmm. All of them. Of course. Yep. You know? It's a dangerous uh, sport. There's not going to... Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they have to sit on a table, on a round mm-hmm. table, and everyone has to say. Probably what the riders say is completely different from what mm-hmm. the press says yeah. or from what the organizers say. But everybody, because if you hear a lot of things at the end, all of them may have an idea, a different idea. Then you can uh, cook the best solution. Mm. Exactly. Like you said, Manuel, a lot has changed and safety has improved. It's not like nothing is happening. But again, these accidents are going to happen. But what things can be put in place to reduce them. So I was looking at, I went through the, I was quite sad actually eating my dinner, going through the list of these young riders that have died recently and they are yeah. babies. Like, yeah. Look, so and I was, that, that, yeah. is, that is something that ethically, you know, ethically mm-hmm. cannot be accepted. No, Look, exactly. Yep. We cannot, uh, we cannot accept that on YouTube, there is a video of a 13 year guy killing another 13-year guy. This sounds very harsh. I know mm-hmm. that. And it's not uh, dem- demagogia. How do you say in English? Demagogia? It's not the sounds last... good how you said it. Yeah. Yeah. Bec- but it's the true, you know? Yeah. It cannot happen with kids. Yeah. It cannot exactly. happen with kids. It's, although it's the same, but it's very different when it happens with grown-up men. When you are 18... You can go to the war. You can vote. Mm. You, you can drive a marry. car. You can, you drive, can a drive a car. <laughs> but when you are thirteen, yeah. You know, yeah. if you when you are eighteen, you have taken your decision mm. because yeah. it. In our society, with eighteen, we are supposed to be mature, which is not. But that's the age that has been chosen. Yeah. But younger guys with thirteen, with you know. But Manuel, when I was looking at these and I was sort of trying to understand it all a bit better, they have 42 riders on a track at once. Yeah. Yeah, look, then there are many many things. There is not only one reason why these things happen. It's clear, no? Mm, It's clear. So these big uh, grids with 42 people, uh, the aggressiveness with which the the young riders ride that they see in their reference. Well, I was just about to say, we've spoken about this before about Marquez. So when Marquez started riding, I think Valentino Rossi made a bit of an issue about how dangerous and everyone looks uh, up to him and copies uh, what he does. Yeah, no, but the one who, it sounds a little bit, the one who started all this, I can say, I say, was Valentino, you know, 2005, Andra, if you go to Grand, uh, Spanish Grand Prix, 2005, last corner, you see Valentino pushing out Sergio Bernal in uh, just hitting yep. him, you know, impacting yep. him. And I remember all us, even me, haha, laughing and look what mm. Valentino did and this, you know, and this started a dynamic that, again, what Jack Miller did in Qatar this year. 
yeah, on the street. Exactly. exactly. Look, this is so unacceptable. The kids have seen that. I look said, at that. Well, so I think at the time I was like, oh, oh, oh. now on reflection, it's just like, no, these yeah, the guys are, are professional athletes and they are role models and there are kids out there that yep. want to be them copying everything if, they do. If, if exactly. a rider, a young rider gets upset, like Jack did, oh my, on the straight, he, ah, boom, you know, and Jack might have been right because probably before Mir did something. Hmm. Uh, incorrect. Which is fine. You can be angry, but you don't. But you know the difference. Mm -hmm. What Jack did appeared on TV. Yes, mm. exactly. Everyone saw. Everyone yep. saw. You know, everyone saw. And how many times was this action repeated? Mm -hmm. Bang once, twice, three. And look what he did. And look what he did. So okay, during a race, many things happen, and the, it's down to the marshal. And and I imagine that it's very difficult to to see and to judge every incident. But at least what appears on TV, you have to give an example because Absolutely. the whole world is looking at it. Yep, mm -hmm. that's exactly right. So what part of this comes down to, and obviously explain the technical side to me, is is there anything here? Do you, I'm trying to frame my question. Young guys on bikes, that are too big or fast too early? Are they trying to, like, you know, I was thinking about Acosta. He's going to be 18 or 19 years old on a MotoGP bike. Where is there a hazard in these young boys riding bikes that they're maybe not ready for yet? I think, look, there are, there, I, uh, yesterday I had a long chat with Jorge Lorenzo's father, mm -hmm. who, whose job he makes his living out of working with young kids that want to be riders. Yep. So he knows perfectly how they think, how they, because he starts, Stu, he starts with kids, four-year-old kids. He starts yeah. with four years. Exactly. Four years. Yeah. Then he keeps working four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And he says that, uh, because my opinion was that what they should do immediately is push the age limit up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yep. In my opinion, I I think that riders should arrive at the champion and the world championship with 18. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yep. yep. Going back to they are men, they have responsibility. They yeah, exactly. With 18, they are it's their decision. Yeah. And then you know, uh, and not allow these 13 year old kids going to bikes or riding bikes that big, that fast. Mm -hmm. You know, do like 18 world championship, uh, 16 and 17 kind of uh, rookies cup and this, and before just mini bikes. Yep. Yeah. The mini bikes, even the Grand Prix rider uh, practice on mini bikes. So yeah, this is yeah. a huge. This was my idea, and I was firmly on that, sticking on that. But uh, the Lorenzo's father explained me, look, the problem, you cannot put it on age because, as Andra said, uh, Raul Fernandez, if he arrives with 20 years in MotoGP, the experience he has is much more than Sharin when he arrived in his time in MotoGP. Mm. Mm. Or Gerloff, who has been one wild card or Jake Dixon, you know, exactly. So, yeah. 
But what it's we have an age, difficult. there's an age restriction for older ages. For mo- why not have an age restriction for? Yeah, there's an upper age limit in Moto three. Why not have a, a lower mm. like, a lower age? Yeah, limit? no. But as you see, there are so many things that appear when we just scrap a little bit on it. So it needs a round table with people who, in theory, are professional of this. That are the yep. FIM Federation people. Exactly. They got paid very much paid for this, you know. So, but, and the decision cannot be taken in the heat of the situation yeah you know uh, it has been uh, like adults you know and there's so much to consider and i'm curious what these young riders think and feel too like this is obviously something that happens regularly how how yeah do you have any idea manuel what the riders feel about this do they say it's part of it do they would how would they feel if age restrictions were brought in or i don't know I, i i i probably the riders are the ones who want things change because they are riders they are young look mm. I, think, I remember being uh, that age you, you were bulletproof nothing could hurt you i don't remember you wanted to ride far. the fastest biggest thing possible they want to be a motor gp right yeah Jason, but uh, no look what, what you said it's bulletproof you don't fear anything at mm. that age you don't see the danger you are okay i crash i stand up you know but that's why uh, other parts have to think about it yeah, exactly. So realistically, like I say, we've, we've spoken a lot about, you know, where where is this coming from? And as, as you know, we, we say, yeah, Mark Marquez, maybe a little bit, Rossi, maybe a little bit. But regardless where it started, we're, we're, we're seeing this over-aggression um, and this, you know, as we say, they're, they're bulletproof, there's, there's a, there's a, complete lack of consideration and total desperation from all of these riders. How does the FIM deal with that? How, how can you, how can you take aggression out of a rider? What's look, uh, uh, Stu, uh, again, I don't know the solution because if I knew I would open a company to solution the things, but you have, have a look at the Red Bull rookies cup. Mm-hmm. They are, they ride like hell. You saw these races, yep. you know, with the same bike. They are all kids. And there happen accidents, but everything seems to be under control because looking from outside, there are no dirty moves. They are yep. aggressive, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe they have to check if uh, the, how do you say, the organizer of the Rookies Cup Explain the riders that if there is a dirty move, next race you are not in. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, is it is it as simple as these kids actually need? Like you say, with things like Rookies Cup, they don't. And and Andra, I suppose for for yours and a lot of other people's benefit, mm-hmm. when when these kids are part of this Rookies Cup, it's not a case of fourteen year old kid turns up three times a week gets on a bike and races a race around a racetrack. There's instruction. There are classes. Exactly. All this sort of stuff. That's right. And so realistically, like getting a driver's license, you have to 
pass a theory test and everything, you know, to get your driver's license. To go in Moto3 or Moto2, surely you have to have been through this cycle and sat down and had this, this moves where there's a guy with a whiteboard going, this is a good overtake move. Mm-hmm. This is a dick move. Don't do it. You don't do this on a racetrack, you know. And as you say, Manuel, they then get punished as they go, you know, you miss a race uh, when, when it happens. Is it a case of the some guys aren't going through those systems? No, no. I, I look at what you said is agrees matches completely with what uh, Jorge Lorenzo's father said. Yep. They said, he said, you can go to a federation here in Spain, you pay 40 euros and you get your riding license. And yeah. you get into, and you get into a truck yeah. where it's always full gas, where you have a bike that can turn into a weapon, yep. into a gun, you yep. know, so yeah, he says that they have to go through an exam. And I ask him, which kind of exam? For example, they have to learn. He said, we do in our school, the first thing we do is the snake exercise. Uh, yeah. I said, which is the snake? We put a lot of cones. So rider learns how to, you know, and, yep. and this can help him in a case of accident to have Evasive a quick Yeah. Evasive maneuvers. Well, at this point, he is right. But again, as you see, there are so many things that come out. Mm. That's why they have to hear all the parts. The riders, maybe these guys that have school for riding, for uh, for riders, as press, you know, they have yeah. to, everything has to be heard. What yeah. cannot happen, and again, and this, I say it because it sounds so, you know, for our ears. We, that cannot happen is that we see a 12-year-old kid killing another 12-year-old yeah. kid. Yeah, exactly. This is not possible. It's not and this can, No, no, no. This cannot happen. So we have to fight against this with all what we have. Yep, exactly. Know? Exactly. I agree. And, and it looks like we're not the only ones that are saying this as well. We've, we've had, had plenty of... Um, uh comments from from riders and people on social media this week so michelle fabrizio we we noted this week made some very strong comments that that world superbike race and refused to race um last weekend andrew you were you were having a look at that weren't you i was and i just jotted down some of the points so he was retiring in protest for what happened and i think i imagine most people out there have read it but he was sort of saying you know there's too much focus on the money than the safety which we touched on just before Mm. again you know, Mark Marquez and the young riders copying his aggressive style of riding, which we've spoken about. Um, he was just saying about the tracks, better escape space needed. And basically mm. everything we've said, it's on FIM to really sit and, you know, do something about it. So, yeah, it's a. Yeah, but again, uh, I agree in some points. Look, uh, it's not the organizer, okay, it's money, but if there is safety, their business uh, dies. So they have the same interest. So uh, regarding pointing to names, it's not, you know, blaming Mark of what's happening is not fair. Absolutely. It's not fair. It's It's not real. That's not his fault. Yeah, Yeah, he's just, he he writes in a certain way. Look, I remember perfectly, uh, remember in, in Austria, the race where Mark Mark is pushed out uh, Alicia Spargaro in the first corner. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After the race, Alex said the following. He said, I don't tell, I don't say anymore to Mark Marquez. I don't uh, speak with him anymore because I have any, because this is the way he writes. Yeah. Okay. And then he says, so Mark Marquez does it because somebody allows him to do it. Exactly. That, and that's, that's what I was going to say. He's, he's just a product of, of his upbringing as well. He's, he's yeah. a product of the, you know, him going through various leagues and academies. And, and, know, and he, says, he says, this is the way I write and this is the way I, I have done yeah. it all my career. Yeah. This has won me world championships. Yeah. And somebody maybe say, okay, now it's time for you to change. But again, the same with Miller. And look at this. Look at the thing. When there is an incident, just notice there is always the same number name involved. It's. I just put an example. It's Rodrigo and somebody. Yeah. It's it was Darren Binder and somebody. It's Mark Marquez and somebody else. Mm -hmm. Have you have you ever seen? Pedrosa, Dovizioso, Casey, mm, exactly. involved in an incident like this? Never. Exactly. Never, no. You know, there are riders who are aggressive and others who are elegant. Yes, exactly, yeah. And somebody has to take measures against this. It's not against, but showing this rider that it can't be like this. Yep, that's right. And as you say, it's up to the FIM. It, re it really is. They've they've shown on multiple occasions in the last few years where their decision making is inconsistent. It's flawed. They seem to be either unable or scared of making difficult decisions. Um, and and so for for me, the blame firmly rests with 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 the FIM for not taking stronger measures earlier in uh, in writers' careers. But too, and I hope this is not insensitive to say because this is a discussion, but mm. again, too, we're talking about motor racing. Like we, you are never, ever going to go, yep, go out, ride, <laughs> you know, ride your ass off. You're going to, you're going to be fine. Like it, it's, it's motor yeah. sport. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's inherently it, dangerous. Yeah. Yes, but, and there is another thing we have forgotten. Another who have a big, probably the biggest interest in this are the brands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so of course. Yeah. Imagine which interest have Yamaha, Honda, Suzuki, that is their business to appear because in the normal news, I mean, the newspaper, and the, they appear only when something like this happens. Yeah, not when not a, a rider wins. So the, the propaganda is like, Wow, mm. look at this. Look how dangerous this thing is. It's suicide. Yeah. You and know, we want the riders to go out and push to that limit just before falling off. Or like that's that's the excitement in it, isn't it? How far can you push? Mm. Yeah, but the excitement is okay. But what cannot happen are that kids mm. die doing yeah. this. Yeah. This cannot happen. And I tell you, and the and the brands are the first to shoot, lift their uh, arm and say, hang on. We have to do so because their business is to sell bikes. And if the, what appears on TV and in the news that bikes kill, which father yeah. and which mother are going to buy a bike to his son? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah, they, they, they're killing their own sales. That's right. Claro. 
Yeah. It look, wonderful, wonderful discussion, guys. Thank you so much. And I know it, it's, it is a very morbid conversation, but it's one that I think needs to be had every now and again. So thank you, Manuel and Andrew, for, um, for really having an, an engaging and open discussion there. I really appreciate that. Um, before we break, I just wanted to um, just quickly talk about what's coming up. You know, we'll, we'll put that to one side and we'll talk about an international this race. What? Oh, exactly. An international it's a two race. Year, two years since there's been two an years. overseas we're going, race. Yep, we're Shame going, it's yep. not in Australia. But anyway. Well, re- realistically, with, with the UK leaving the EU, does the UK count as an international race, Silverstone? Overseas race, yeah, it's overseas. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it, for us, it's on the other side of the road, road yeah. race, like like in Australia. Yeah, yeah. The water goes. The left. Does the water go the opposite way? <laughs> <laughs> when you flush the toilet, like in The Simpsons, the water goes the opposite yeah, way. Yeah, goes the other way. Well, in Texas, when you when you flush the flush the toilet, it goes moo, doesn't it? So exactly. <laughs> that's right. And so then, I, then bang bang when he finishes, yeah. <laughs> shots. Yeah, indeed. That's when but you yes. shit yourself, and luckily yeah. you're in the right place. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was reading about this because obviously I have not seen the race in Texas, but I've, what I was reading about is they've resurfaced the track. To get rid of nasty bumps that they had, and everyone feels like they're at a brand new, brand new track, and yeah, two yep. years, Manuel. You know, Ooh, you know what happened? Uh, I think it's the second time they resurfaced the race. The problem is, it's funny that they build in a, the race on a on a field or on a on a piece of land that moves. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, You're kidding? Yeah, that yeah. is not very solid, yeah. you know. So it moved. So yes, they again. Let's hope that they. How often do they have to resurface it? The problem is it's not a problem of resurfacing. The problem is the what's But they'd have to resurface once. No, the asphalt, it just little lumps. That's why little lumps and bumps come up all the time. It's where all the aliens are that are coming out next. Now they've prepared us for that with COVID. (laughs) I've seen that movie. Yep. So, so yeah. So we haven't been there for two years. Uh, Last time we were there, we had a Suzuki on the on the top step of the podium, uh, which is. I have looked up the results and went. Wait, yeah. Is Wait, this what? right? Rin's was one? that was that Rin's first what? win? Was that the same Rin? Yes. Was that the same guy? It was. It was. It was. It was Rin's first victory. And as well. Valentino almost yes, win. Almost the right. Yep. He, and he the third, just... I don't remember who was third. Jack Miller. Yep. Jack had... Miller third. Yes. Wow. Yep. What a result. We had still Dobby in then. fourth, Frankie in fifth. Yeah. Petrucci in six, Fabio, who was a rookie that year, seven. Yeah, that was his rookie year, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you recommend? Well, you're obviously not going over there, are you? Tell me, tell me, you're not about to get on a plane and go to the US. No, I, I will stay here. I will prepare my return to Misano. But look, this, the race will be kind of uh, throwing the, how do you say, Dice. the dices, yes, yep. throwing dice, dices because. The new surface, because of the new surface, they Michelin send there more tires than normal. The ah, riders yeah. have instead of three options, four options, oh, because they don't know how it will be. How grippy it's going to be. Grippy, the temperature, because nobody was able to go to US to 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 try the asphalt. Yep. So this would be fantastic. Then what we spoke at the beginning before recording. There are people that in 2019 were nobody like Fabio Quartararo, like Joan Mir, mm-hmm. like uh, Peco Bagnaia. So the guys who now are the big fishes of the championship at that time were nobody. Yeah. Then, 
Mark Marquez has won all the races but one because his engine broke. Mm -hmm. Oh no, he crashed because of engine problem. He, this is kind of Mark Marquez circuit, you know? It's it's up there with Saxon ring for him, isn't it? It's, it's like, this is my track. And right, all the all the all the races but one that Mark Marquez has raced in the US, yep. Laguna Seca, Indy, or uh, Austin, he always won there. Yeah. He's up, he's he's it's coming. So <laughs> so this is one of these races that he goes out for the win, you know, like Saxon, yeah. for example. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking as well, there are certain riders that we see that whenever you put a few variables and a few unknowns in there, they don't seem to handle it well. You know, and for me, I'll say Fabio Quattararo seems to be one of those. When you take his, his when his tyre is just not quite right or the temperature is not quite right, he seems to fade back really, really quickly. But there's others like, I think maybe like Peko, for me, he seems to be able to ride through and around problems. So... I think Fabio is getting better with that. Yeah, he probably probably is, but I, I don't know. For me, um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm more thinking Peco Marquez this this weekend. No, no, it will be interesting. We will see how the new Aprilia works there. If they manage yes. to be quick without any data, they arrive mm -hmm. like like this. You know, that's right. Yeah. The same the same than KTM. Mm -hmm. The others have have information from previous years, so they yep. may handle it and. The question is, will finally Alex Rings arrive <laughs> to the end of the race <laughs> at the circuit where he won? Yeah, I doubt it. I don't think he will. I, you know, I honestly, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I just don't rate him. And, like, and another question, another, another look, imagine Valentino Rossi. He gets to a track where <gasps> I almost won, I made second. So yep. probably so he has also expectations. In 2019, he was still up there. Last year was yeah. really his first very challenging season, right? Who, um, Valentino? Yeah. yeah. Well, Valentino last year did second or third in Jerez, remember? Mm. Yeah. But then, yeah, 2019, he was, he was, he still, was still very much there. challenging for the yeah, championship. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, but Valentino, look... Uh, the the, the detail that he painted his helmet with something for his uh, coming baby. baby. Yeah, the pink ribbon. Yeah, I saw that. Sh yeah. Shows that he's, what he's thinking about. <laughs> yeah, no. They, he goes on that grid, the lights go out, and everybody goes, Bam! he just goes, I'm on my victory. See you later, That's all he does. And he's having, he's having a great time. Why yeah, not? Yeah. He's, he's, he's and you cannot criticize because he has given enough. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Agree. No, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah. So for me, I, I reckon, I reckon we're going to see Peko, Mir, and and ba and uh, and Marquez up there. I'm the going podium. for Fabio. This. You're going. For, this, you're going for I Fabio? don't know why. Okay. Yeah. Too much beer. Yep. Going yep. for Fabio. <laughs> Too much beer. And what what about you, Manuel? Who do you reckon on the podium? I, I'm thinking more in bikes. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think uh, the Ducatis will do well there. Yep. With they have the longest straight of the championship, Andra. The longest straight. Oh, okay. Can I can we just delete can we yep. delete my prediction and I'll just redo that? Uh, and, actually, we are the, recording this, you know that, right? The Ducatis, I think the Suzuki will suffer. Mm -hmm. Yep. What about the Honda? Andra, there is a section 
downhill with a lot of S's. Yeah. No? That is as dangerous as it is nice. Because when some if a rider crashes in the first part of that mm -hmm. S, the bike can easy can go through, through the, the next one. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, easy, easy. It's one of these things like Austria or like Silverstone. Yeah. But the track is amazing. You cannot imagine how how cool the track is. How the Americans li they, they live the races in a different way too, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. How so? Completely different. Ah, uh, it's just so laid back. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like a hot dog weekend and yep. this. <laughs> yep. It's what about trailer the, parties in the car park? There's, yeah, there's exactly. bars all over. It's all it's, yeah. uh, it's I don't know what's like in Murray GP, but I know in World Superbike you go. It's just access everywhere. You can just yep. go and look anywhere in the paddock. There's bars everywhere. Just carry carry beer around. Laguna Seca, there's a bar Sounds right heavenly. on the top of the mountain and you can just go and sit there all day. It's, it's oh, brilliant. That's where you'll yeah. find me. What about yeah. the Hondas? I think the Hondas will do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably Mark Mark will do well. Well, let me tell you something about Mark. And I think we can close with this. Mm -hmm. Mark has to go uh, under surgery again. Oh, really? On his arm. Yes. His arm again. Yes. Arm, arm, shoulder. Let's see. Let's say the right upper area. Oh, jeez. Shiza. I, I know this. Chopped off. He's getting a robot arm put on, isn't he? I I know this already some weeks ago because when he, he has told a... this, he has told this to other riders. Mm -hmm. Ah, right. And you've spoken. He to has him. told this to a rider who was retired has returned. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> and, uh, but I did a bet on my Italian TV program last uh -huh. week because the conductor of the program, he said that he thinks that he will stop before the end of the season. Right. I think that he will not if he stop, it's because he's very the situation of the shoulder is very bad. Mm -hmm. But look, it's a contradiction because we see this is a reality. You know, this nobody can hide. The problem is there, and Mark tries to hide it, but it's there. But at the same time, with this problem, we see him doing races that are like astonishing. So you say, yeah. how can he do that? Exactly. Yeah. But he has the problem so he has to fix the problem yeah. so in my in my opinion he will not stop before the end of the season because there is a ultra important test after valencia for honda in Jerez. you know uh, as okay. we saw yeah. as we saw in the last test honda is really it's not changing the bike they are changing the concept of what they are racing the mm. concept the bike is so different it can be said that it's another bike which doesn't mean that the bike is better. Yeah, exa exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Probably they will end racing with 2018 bike, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but they have to, to, to explore that, that direction. Yeah. And we have seen that the other Honda riders, okay, what they explore isn't very much... Uh, yeah. What at the end is good. So mm -hmm. Mark, they need Mark to explain them if they are working in the right direction or not. That's why yeah. I think that he will 
enter in surgery after the okay after the test yeah okay we've got three rounds to go three rounds four four oh usa misano portugal and okay yep indeed exciting and all that in six weeks and then it's yeah we go 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 it is. It is go go go. Indeed. All right. Look. Thank you so much, guys. It's been absolutely fantastic to be uh, to be back on the air with you all again. I missed you so much while I was on my deathbed. Oh, I was so sick. I hope you were thinking there. of us in your last of course, moments. I was always thinking of. You're like so, Jesus now. You nearly died and then you came much, back again. Pretty much. That's that's how I feel. Yeah. Andrew, yeah. any messages for the I viewers? I do. I have a message, and I'm sorry because the YouTube name MN Nick gave us very nice nice comments so thank you very much appreciate your support and please tell all your friends um i have to tell a story this weekend i'm going to the tail and bend track with my friend from work who has a 2016 ford mustang (laughs) and i get to be passenger in his car while we spend three hours doing 20 minute intervals around the track and i said to him the other day i was like do you mind if i pee in your car and he's like (laughs) he's like just don't tell me if you do so I think I think he said we'll get up to about 230 kilometers down the straight. Nice. Um, I'm, he's picking me up from home. It's like over an hour drive there. Yeah. We'll do the track and then he'll drive me home. So, oh my god. Enjoy. Stand by for photos and we yep. look forward to so, seeing that. As you are in the in the air in the airplane business uh-huh. you you should uh, send andra one of these bags that are in yeah. the front of the seat <laughs> yeah. you know i was actually wondering if i should send take a couple one. of them I, I think i might take one because and i, I tried yeah. on helmets the other day i'm going to wear the open-faced helmet yeah, so that i can see better face, but throw up, it all goes in there oh my god i didn't think that i was more i was more being considerate because i was like i can't throw up or in his car i don't Am I going to feel sick? Do you normally get car sick? Yeah, I, like if you're going ride, to feel sick, hundred percent, yes. <laughs> I don't think so, but now you, I wasn't even thinking about this uh, until you we mentioned made it. Think about it. Oh god, you, you nah, better you'll be have, fine. Forget be fine. breakfast. Forget breakfast. Yeah, yeah, day. good idea. Don't have breakfast. Oh, stop it. No. Stu, by the way, what, let, show me your T-shirt. Hey, this guy. Yes. Hey. Ah. Cool <laughs> He's the that? man. Old Joey Dunlop. That's yep. an awesome yeah, that's, T-shirt. Yep. You want to talk about hardcore guys? There he is. Hey, mine's oh, yeah. about. Yeah. With a fag hanging out of his mouth. No, mine's got nothing to do with bikes on it. Yeah. Something Indeed, about yeah. a. All right. Oh, it does. It's uh, got something about a road. Oh, that'd be right. So yeah. Dude, anyway. did, did you buy? Did you buy it on on the internet? Uh, actually, Dave bought this for me. Remember, you know, you know, Dave, our yeah. old presenter. Yeah, Who's he Dave? bought this for me as a gift. Who's Dave? Who's that guy? Just kidding. This was, uh, this was a birthday present for me a couple of years ago oh, from, good. from Dave. Yeah, nice. good. Nice. Thanks, thanks, Dave. Good All right. Mind. Yeah, brilliant. All right, guys. So, look, get out there. Get on the socials. Uh, like, subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Make sure you get out there and, and engage with the podcast. And and give our your opinion about the this topic, topic we, definitely, we mentioned. Definitely. Yes, yeah, please. Yeah, we'd we'd, we'd put, love to hear what you think. Yeah, because everyone's opinion is uh, has to be heard in mm. this situation. Yep, hundred percent indeed. All right, enjoy the US race, guys. Peace. See you later. Bye. Ciao.